0: As Tom Timmerman said, it rained at City Park on Saturday night, and then it poured. St. Louis City is back in the wind column with a thumping win over FC Cincinnati at City Park on Saturday. Welcome to the Riverside Report. I'm one of your hosts, Jack Boy. I'm here with Max and Matt. Matt, how you fellas doing?
1: Feeling good. Max is back, everybody. He picked a good time to come back. I mean, Max, welcome back, man. We missed you. I'm here to bring
2: some good vibes back to the pod. Now that we won again, we're back on top. We've got the most points in the MLS right now. We've got the highest goal differential in the entire league, and I'm stoked to be back on the pod. It was not a pleasure being away for two weeks back-to-back. I've missed two shows, but, hey, we've got the whole crew back again together today and plenty to talk about.
0: Yep, so... City Park last Saturday, we played an undefeated Cincinnati who is undefeated no more. We beat them 5-1 in our own home fortress, but it wasn't a normal game. We had a two-hour rain delay. Bad storms hit the uh, hit the Midwest, especially the St. Louis area, and we didn't even know if this game was going to be played or not. There were talks about it being played at uh, noon on Sunday, but that delay only let the fans get rowdier. They were at the bars, at Maggios at everywhere downtown, um, and they hung in there. By kickoff, there was still there was probably two thirds of the stadium full, and as you could hear in the reports post game, uh, I mean, Carnell right away made sure to thank the fans because they were there and they were loud. Um, I forgot which player said it, which now I'm pissed I didn't get or remember who it was, but they mentioned how I think the fans were drinking a little more than they were normal or than normal because uh the two-third full stadium felt like Max capacity which is just sweet and um it was good for the players to re- reward the fans over there too uh lineup wise we went to our basics Matt me and you talked about this last week it, Carnell got a little weird with that Seattle lineup uh the Minnesota L I mean it happens but then he got he went a little weird with the Seattle lineup. And now we're back to the foundation four-four-two. Hebert and Parker in the back, Nelson on the left, and on the right. And then our midfield, which was the star of the game. And I think this starting lineup is what we're going to see going forward. But Stroud, left wing, Leuven and Vasilev as the central midfielders. And then Alma finally back on the right. They looked perfect. And then, of course, Joe Acchini and Klaus at the nines. Um, what did you guys think about the lineup? Just going back to
1: our our heart and soul of that four-four-two. Yeah, just going back to our basics, like you kind of said, I mean, anything they could have put out under that line of just going back to our first five games, just at 4-4-2, literally anything Carnell would have picked, which he picked it perfect. I think just if he just went back to what he knows best and what we know best. It was going to succeed, and we saw that. And so I'm glad we really didn't overthink, which can happen when you go in these little slumps trying to find just any solution. But that solution was just playing our game. And I'm glad we went that route from just the formation right off the bat. So I was very pleased with it.
2: Yeah, I think we've talked about it on this show before. We have so many great defenders, but that doesn't necessarily mean that something like a five back works best for us. And I think that four in the back with Norwinsky, Parker, Hebert, and Nelson. It's what we started with at the beginning of the season, and I think it's what we should go with going forward. I like the 4-4-2. I like having Joe Akini and Klaus up top. They work so well together, and yes, they have off games, as any striker duo has, but I think that the midfield, especially with Stroud, just – I mean, they're so, so good. And Leuven, too, getting on the score sheet again this week and scoring a goal, um, which, I mean, we haven't seen a goal from him in a while. It's not exactly his primary objective when he's on the field, but the midfield is so, so good. And we have so many different pieces, even off the bench. I I like Alm. I like him on that wing. I'm a big fan of Ostrak as well, but just knowing that we have all these interchangeable players, I think definitely the four is the the way to go as we um continue in this season, though.
0: Yeah, and uh don't quote me on this, but I'm probably I'm 98% sure this is right. But I think this is our a different starting lineup. Like I don't think we've had the uh, identical starting lineups this whole season, um, which is cool to see. Of course, with that depth you were just talking about in the back. Of course, Joachim Nielsen's not back. And I really do think he will. When he comes back, I think he will take over for Hebert um, just because of how quality he is. Uh, But it's good to have that depth in the backfield in the mids because, I mean, after this, we'll get to the Colorado Rapids this weekend. But after that game, City turns around and plays three days later on Tuesday in our first Open Cup game versus Union Omaha, which is going to be really fun to see us participate in competition like that. But let's jump right into the game, Um, of course, right away. We opened up the score sheet 1-0 in the second, third minute with Stroud. Um, it was off a set piece on the right side. It kind of bounced across, and he just teed that mother up, um, hit it right post. Uh, perfect goal. City Park, pandemonium. What were your guys' thoughts on that first goal? Coming right out, especially after the long rainy day? your fans, of course, they are going to want to see a good game after waiting, and then Stroud answers. Max?
2: Yeah, well, it's not the usual goal that we're used to seeing from St. Louis City, exactly. We haven't scored – it's not like we've scored a lot from set pieces, and we certainly haven't scored many from the edge of the box and beyond. And for Stroud to get such a sweet hit on the ball, I mean, it was close to being blocked, but at the end of the day, if that gets through and it's on net, the goalie had no chance at saving that, and you have to feel for – uh the keeper, Calentano, who just had a tough game. He's 22 years old, and you know what? Cincinnati's had a great season so far. He can't get too down on himself because this city offense was firing on all cylinders, and this was this was moments after kickoff. This is so quick into the game, and it just set the tempo for the rest of the match.
1: Yeah, I mean, this, this two-hour delay, I kind of talked to you guys about it. I thought it almost favored us more because of just the crowd coming in would be eager and just a rainy night in St. Louis. That just, it screams of just everything you want in downtown St. Louis. And I just think not only were we firing from all cylinders, but we were doing it early and just the things we talked about Cincinnati last week, just kind of that absence of wingbacks, it was exposed almost immediately, just our fast tempo, low possession, just finding that transition quick. It unlocked a lot. I mean, guys, this is going to sound – we had 17 shots that game, 12 of those were from the first half, and another cool stat, 11 of those shots came from inside the box. So we weren't really taking long shots. We were breaking down the Cincinnati defense. We were picking them apart, and we were taking – the announcer said it best. It just felt like everything we shot like, was going to go in, and I think just we set ourselves up for that, and we did it early. And just setting that tone – it was just utter domination and shroud in the third minute. I mean, just showed that. And I think that was just a benchmark for more to come. It was, it was awesome. Yeah. You, there's all these different
0: reasons why the team was so fired up, especially for that moment. You coming off two losing games, um, bad one against Seattle, but arguably the worst one against Minnesota, where we really should have just won. And of course that's our first loss in front of the city park crowd. And, um, Carnell said in the post game conference that they want to make this place a fortress and they don't want to disappoint the fans, which is really cool. And of course they responded and showed out really in the first half. I mean, we went up three Oh. Um, so another little big thing was Nelson had a through ball to Alm in the 10th minute. who then cut it to Stroud. I thought he was going to have a brace. He wiggles the defender off and then he kind of just dusts the shot as a little pass to the keeper. Um, and then since he fired a couple minutes later back at us, it was a deep ball by their wing back. And we almost saw the similar chip over Berkey as we did to uh, Sebastian Drusi in that Austin game, first game of the season. Luckily, went wide, still 1 0. Um, and then the next one I had marked down was that 24 minute Leuven free kick. What are your thoughts on not only? I'm just going to talk, we're, we can talk about Leuven right now, but especially his what well, he brings to the game on set pieces also. And we saw that with that set piece, you know, half of the stadium thought it went in because uh, it was that close. Guys, what's your thoughts? Max?
2: Yeah, I think Leuven is phenomenal. We know what he can do from the spot. He had that penalty early on in the season. And uh, I think that was against Charlotte. And then we had, um, I mean, we, we just got a taste of his free kick ability here where I think, St. Louis needs to improve in terms of the set piece department is on the corners. I just don't think the deliveries have been dangerous enough. And we've tried a couple different things. I know when he's on the pitch, Vasilev takes a lot of them. And I just I'd like to see us convert on those at a at a higher rate. I think that it's going to take a little bit of adjusting. Who's taking it? We need to hammer those home a little bit more in practice, maybe. I don't know what the issue is. I think that we're, we're getting things right in terms of free kicks and, and we don't, we've only had one penalty this year, but, um, or two, I think either way, whatever. But I think that, um, you know, I, I like, I like what I saw in last game, but I think we do need to put a higher emphasis on corners maybe.
1: Yeah. It just could be not their focal point in training, which, I mean, it's honestly been fine. We're still getting the goals from open play, but, Going back to Lubin, I think he is kind of zoning in on those free kicks. He's giving us a flexibility of not only is he going to whip the ball in or is he going to offer that ability of going for it? I mean, even just from watching it from Apple TV, I thought it went and I was going crazy and then slowly realized that they were picking the ball out for a goal kick. But, yeah, I mean, there's been a couple of corners where the, the delivery is good but just hasn't found a head or just a body on the end of it. So I think – it's not really an area of great concern, but it is something that I think we could even just get maybe one or two more goals just over a couple period of games. If we just kind of just zoned in on it. But like I said, I'm not really too worried about it. And I,
0: I wonder, I'm kind of mad. I wish I knew this. I usually, I mean, I, I love set pieces and I'm a big like advocate for defenders scoring goals. Um, I wonder if we do throw Parker and Hebert. Do we do that on corners? Do they both go up?
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah. Okay. I was just
0: just curious because I feel like those two are the only ones that we've really seen get a lot of action um, in the box off set pieces and
1: Bartlett when he's up there. Because I'm pretty sure that's what led up to Hebert's goal because Timmy P and Hebert were both up right inside the box as options, and so I can't imagine them not being thrown up there. Yeah. So
0: just to add on, talking about Leuven, a little over 13 minutes later, we get goal number two. Um, Nelson makes a wonder run. Uh, Had a little encounter with a defender, gets by him, breaks another defender, um, and then he dishes it off to Joe Keeney. Gio shoots, blocks, defender blocks it, dumps out right to Leuven, who just, Watched it bounce, hit a pill, left corner this time. That was another thing I kind of noticed was um, Leuven's goal and Stroud's goal were both from kind of the same area, but Stroud tested the keeper on the right, and Leuven tested the keeper on his left. Um, I'm just going to, before I hear your thoughts on that goal, I'm going to just talk about the third goal, uh, because in the second minute of added time in the first half, we've talked about the importance with goals that with the last 10 minutes, how we the game's played in different increments, and so we get two. Ten, two in the last 10 minutes before uh, the first half ends. We get the Hebert header we were just talking about. Um, Nerwinski plays it to Klaus, which, um, wow, I haven't, we haven't mentioned Klaus yet in the first half. That's that's strange. But uh, Nerwinski, Klaus, game awareness, flicks it over behind him um, to Stroud running down the wing, who dishes it to Hebert. Um, City's up 3 0. Uh, Matt what's your thoughts on those goals and then just kind of the whole first half in general
1: yeah I was just gonna go ahead and cover all those bases I think I'll start off with Hebert's goal and just kind of Klaus I think I mean we said we haven't really mentioned Klaus but yet he still got an assist on that shroud goal we can't really let that go unnoticed he's I know he hasn't really been producing numbers in a goal sense but still getting an assist and just in a game where he might have been frustrated not to get a goal he's Still found himself getting an assist, and I think he might have gotten a hockey assist also. But I think he was still just playing phenomenal. And on that same track of playing phenomenal, I mean Johnny Nelson was just dancing. And I think that was the thing I talked about last pod. I think it was that absence and just kind of confusion of what we were going to see with Cincinnati's wing mid wing back situation. And I think with Nerwinski and Nelson, especially, and even just Celio Pompeo, who made a substitution later, they were just honestly installing confusion amongst those wing backs and wing mids. They didn't know if they should drop, if they should come up, just that attacking and defensive threat, that flexibility they both offered throughout the game, really just overwhelmed Cincinnati. And then obviously drew in the third center back. Just it just was everything was working perfectly for St. Louis. And I thought just the first half was awesome. And I, I mean, three nil up, it just, even then it just seemed like nothing was going to stop us.
0: Max, before you go, I just, just want to add on to that, that Johnny Nelson, I feel like all they're they're playing opposite corners of this formation, but I feel like they bring in similar char- characteristics of just very high intensity and like very, um, I don't The word, but they're very just game aware and they're very game smart, which I think is very versatile for both ends of the field. Max,
2: yeah, I was going to speak a little bit more on Johnny Nelson because this game we haven't mentioned it yet, but he was one of those players on Cincinnati last year and they didn't give him the chances that he wanted. He ended up at St. Louis City SC and he even mentioned in a press conference, he said, Well, I want to beat him. Like I'm just paraphrasing here, but he said, you know, you're playing your old team, and you want to get back at some of those guys. You want to show them that, hey, you know what? You're just as good, if not better, than you were when they last saw you. So he is, he's really grown on me. I was someone, if you go back to our first episodes, I was someone who criticized him. I wasn't really sure how our wingbacks would really play, um, uh, what role they would play within the team. But if you look at his stats, he's got almost a 92% success rate passing-wise he averages just under 29 passes per 90 minutes. And on the defensive side, he's got a 62% tackle uh, success rate as well. And so I think that he does a really good job of playing both sides of the ball. You saw in that second goal this past weekend where he went forward. And one thing that I respect a lot about John Nelson, I wish I had his um, dribble success rate pulled up. I don't have it with me right now, but even if, Um, he maybe loses it for a second. He is, he's determined and he's able to win the ball back pretty quickly or just keep dribbling. Even if an attempt of a tackle is, is made on him. I like how he progresses the ball down that left wing. And as we saw this game, it produced a goal uh, in Leuven's. So.
0: Yeah. um, So that was first half Rio. And then second half starts. Uh, we come out, 53rd minute, we score fourth. Um, it was Joe goal, right? Gio's goal. Um, I don't know how you can't... You got to talk about Nelson and Alm again. That, that's the connection, actually. You have Nelson's ball all the way up to Alm, who has a little touch, a little flick on, that was perfect, right to Gio. Who I mean, he does the hard part. He breaks through, has a nice finish on goal. Um, Klaus didn't touch the ball but he was involved in the play that uh, that central defender that was running with um, Alm had to respect Klaus you can't leave him wide open um so he had to run back a little bit and then when the when the defender saw the ball going Alm he pushed up um Gio could have played Klaus but Gio wanted it himself good goal um I got it, Max you were just apologizing to Nelson for kind of ripping him the first episode or not believing him in him a little bit that was me with Joe Acchini last week. I didn't, I wanted him to get a little break because those past two games, we just haven't seen the most out of them. He had his swagger back this game. Fun game, uh, fun goal, awesome goal. Matt, I know you love this goal, so I'm gonna let you go first.
1: I mean, guys, that is like a St. Louis City SC branded goal. I mean, direct, the, the just dynamic of both Gio and Klaus causing trouble on the back line. Only for Rasmus Alm to come in and just on a peach, first touch, send Geo through. He's finishing that 10 times out of 10. Just as perfect as you like it in three passes or less. Just absolutely clinical. I mean, fluid football. And we just we just found another way of ripping them apart. I mean, it was amazing. I won't I won't
2: waste time spending um on saying things that everyone else has already touched on. It just Great counterattack goal. And I I love it just brings a, a, a smile to my face to see Joe Acchini and Klaus working like that. And to move the ball so quickly down the field when when you're a team that doesn't dominate possession, you don't you don't win the possession battle of the game. Like St. Louis City will will sit back and we go forward when we have numbers, when we have the opportunity to, to attack, to have the ability to um, and have the players that have the technical ability to bring a ball down like that or make a pass like all, um, it, it makes that whole process of counterattacking that much easier. And that's how we score goals.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Um, and then, so we got that great goal, great team goal. We're going to, that's arguably, it could be up there for goal of season just because of the teamwork play and how beautiful it was. Um, four minutes later, we get the bullshit own goal, which I'm calling Alm's goal because he deserved it. Um, he, the uh, I forgot who crossed it in, but the defender had a horrible clearance, just straight to Alm top of the box, who was outside the box. Another outside the box city goal. That's something we don't see too often. Uh, and the announcer had a great call out. He's like, "That's all the way from Market Street," um, and Alm drills the post, pops out, hits uh, the. Poor goalie who's already had a rough night, right in like the head and his hands, and it just bounces right in the back of the net. Um, that South End roared. City is up 5 0. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I'll, I'll just ask your thoughts after this because five minutes later, uh, we get exposed. Horrible goal to let up. We were absolutely got exposed uh, on a 3v2 counter. There, the guy that scored made a great move around. I forgot which. It might have been Giebert. I don't. I'm not sure who's back there. Great cut around him. Good finish. We just. It was sloppy defending, and uh, we didn't track back with him enough. Um, So yeah, that was that. That put it five one. That was the end of the scoring. Um, What were you guys' thoughts, Uh, Max? You can start with us here on those two goals, kind of later in the half. Roman Calatano
2: had a had a rough game. (laughs) I mean, there's not much else you can say about it. The guy's young. He's 22 years old. And, like, (laughs) I'll send this to Matt so that he can uh, put an overlay or something on the the YouTube. But I'm looking at his profile uh, on um, Forza Soccer. It's an app that I like using. I don't know if you guys have it. Um, But his, like, I mean, he has his picture – He's American. It has these plays for Cincinnati. And then it's like, it's almost like the Twitter banner. But the that picture is of the like St. Louis fans. And it just has like the like St. Louis city win like posted <laughs> on the thing. And it has the like oh, wow. flags flying and stuff. <laughs> I, like I just pulled him up so that I could look at some of his. Uh, like his his age and whatever, and then some of his stats, and I just thought that was so funny. I don't know if that's something that they just like recently put because that was the last game. But that's kind of embarrassing for the guy. Let him forget yeah, this game already. He's come on. He's conceded five goals now. It's, that's his
1: profile picture. That's terrible. <laughs> Matt, yeah. your thoughts? Yeah, I mean. We had it last week. It was just one of those kind of just turn the lights off. Like we're already dead kind of thing. Just you had <laughs> to feel bad for the guy. I wish it went down for Alm because it was a sweet strike. Just unfortunate. But yeah, kind of that. I mean, it sucks that we couldn't get a clean sheet on top of it. I guess it would be way too much to ask for with such a good performance. But yeah, I was just going to elaborate on. It kind of happened when we saw similar Pedro's first appearance for the club which I was really excited to see him come on because he offers a lot more of that kind of offensive threat as a wingback. And, I mean, it's just going to take time for guys like Hebert and Tim Parker to just gel with a new wingback appearance. So I, I just, like you said, it got exposed. I think it's just kind of guys getting minutes with each other, and I think that's just what it saw. I don't – it was kind of ugly, but nothing to worry about. We were up five already at the time, but, yeah. I'm excited to see how Selmir does in the future.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree with that, uh, definitely. Our five subs came in. We used all of them. They all performed well off the bench. Um, not much happened after that by, after that goal for Cincy. Just a lot of back-and-forth ball. We did kind of control still, um, which is good to see. The only really notable thing I had was in the 87th minute. Klaus wanted to join in on the party. Um, he had a nice... Shot on the keeper. Keeper made a good save. And it bounced right back to him clops. Ripped it again. Another save by the keeper. And then pretty much ended the game. St. Louis City five. Cincinnati one. Um, like Max, I don't I someone said at the beginning of this episode, but St. Louis City is top of the Sporter Shield standing. And of course, the Western Conference, then with take this with a grain of salt, though. We are playing West. The West is the best. Our conference is the best in the MLS currently. Um, LAFC, we stand at 18 points. LAFC is at 17 points. They are undefeated still, and they've also played a game less than us. So keep that in mind. Um, We'll play them, uh, I think, over the summer. Um, But enjoy the top while we can, and hopefully we enjoy it throughout this season, actually. Your guys' – Man of the match, and, yeah, man of
1: the match. I'll go first. I'm just going to make it really quick so we can go ahead and talk about Colorado. Mine's going to be Rasmus Alm. I just think that, really, he just had such an underrated performance. I I, Honestly, you could say he had a goal and assist, but I think if you just watch the game, there were so many touches that he had, just so many – he just played phenomenal. Rasmus Alm's my man of the match.
2: Yeah, I'll say just really quickly – um Johnny Nelson I'll stick with what I said earlier playing against this former team I mean what more could you hope for if if you're that guy playing against um some of your former teammates and you maybe got a chip on your shoulder because look this St. Louis gave him a chance when Cincinnati didn't and uh you clearly you can see the benefits from this game yeah well Matt
0: took my all um so of course I I, I have to say I mean you could say to anyone on this team from this performance, but I'm. I'm going to say Stroud because he also deserves it. He played a great game, almost had a brace in the first 10 minutes. Um, he obviously opened up the scoring. I would also, I think we can give an honorable mention to the 12th man in the stands. Uh, the fans definitely helped that game. It was insane. Um, so now we head west to Colorado. We play the Colorado Rapids. Um, they are a trash team. I'm going to go out and say it, fellas. I don't care. If this is jinx. We're not going to lose this game. I'm telling you. They have one win, four draws, three losses, 11th in the West. I, one, one of my notes just says five open play goals, nothing else. I don't like this team. I don't like these Colorado Rapids. Someone want to tell me a little bit about them?
1: I can go ahead because I'm I'm going try to try to maybe provide something else that might not to make this seem like it's such a walk in the park yes they have five split top goal scorers all with one goal each so you kind of have questions arise there with who's really putting the ball in the back of the net they it's really weird so they're 11th in the west they're 12th in the west with home results and fifth in the west with away results so it's kind of like what what scenario does this team strive underneath? And we talked about this dominant LAFC side. Colorado kept them scoreless in a 0-0 game, but then also find a way to lose to the worst team sporting Kansas City. And I think it's just kind of a very not consistent way of playing to your opponent's level. Because obviously if they would play to their opponent's level, they would find a way to have a high goal, an affair with LAFC, but then you see them losing to sporting Kansas city. My thing is they play a three back, very similar to FC Cincinnati's, but building off on that, they don't have an identity with this three back. We saw them do a four, three, three earlier, which then switched into this three back. My really main takeaways is that our defense can't really get caught on their heels because Colorado can't really break down a defense. So you'll see them take these long shots, just kind of out of nowhere. And just when you take shots, it's something's bound to just bounce and just take some ball luckier way. I saw it multiple times. An example is against Austin and against Charlotte, where they really only scored their only goals on the season. And then finally, I talked about it with just Cincinnati, Johnny Nelson and Nerwinski. If they can provide that confusion again, I was watching this Colorado team and very similar. They wing back wing mids. They don't know what to do. They don't know whether they should be staying back and defending. They don't know whether they should be going up. And I think just if St. Louis can once again, just build off of this Cincinnati win and just play this system, just a very low possession, very direct just while stringing together, very threatening attacks. I just, I think it, might be a stroll in the park but i just think we need to proceed with caution
2: yeah matt you mentioned how they have some weird like good games against uh good away games against some tough teams and one that i'd like to bring up is their meeting they had earlier this season against austin fc and watching that game colorado should have won that game if it wasn't for Brad Stuver in net, who actually got the first team um team of the week over Roman Berkey that week, which I thought was pretty undeserved considering the fact that Stuver let up a goal in that game against Colorado. He was the only thing that kept him in that game. Colorado had a couple good corners where they had shots on net, and Stuver made some good saves. So I think if if that game goes Colorado's way, that's another win in the win column for them. On the defensive side, I would look at Lalas Abubakar for the Colorado Rapids. Um, This guy passes a lot. If you look at his distribution from the back, he averages just under 60 passes per 90 minutes at about an 86% success rate. But when it comes to actually tackling players, he has a 45% success rate in duels, like one-on-one duels. And I think that it's going to be very interesting to see him go up against our skilled attack of Jao Klaus, Joe am I'm, I'm looking towards Stroud and, and even Leuven to pressure these guys on the defensive end and force players like Abubakar to make mistakes because watching that game against Austin FC, um, I mean, they, they cover a decent amount of ground, but if you get them one-on-one individually – it's players like Abubakar who you can look to, to possibly make a mistake that could lead to a goal.
0: Yeah. I'm going to play a bad cop here because I'm just going to keep trash talking this team. Um, they can't finish first in league in big chances missed. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm either setting up a great (laughs) jinx or that's, bad. but I mean the teams that they've played that we've also played, they also got stopped by the Sounders for nothing. We only got stopped three. Um, The only team they've beat is Sporting KC, who is literally just poverty. They've lost Minnesota United, I guess. San Jose beat them. We kicked San Jose's ass. They tied Charlotte. We kicked Charlotte's ass. The only notable game on their schedule is a draw, and it's against LAFC, in my opinion. Um, I think this weekend is just going to be a humbling moment for them in this league. They should get relegated to the USL Um, because – St. Louis City is going to storm in there after a 5-1 win that we just had against an undefeated top team in the league. Um, We're going to go kick this team while they're down and have no mercy. I think this is going to be a 3-0 win at Colorado. I think we're going to get a clean sheet, uh, third clean sheet on the season, I think. And we're just going to literally go in there, strut our stuff, and walk back out because that's who we are at St. Louis City SC. Max, what's your prediction? Also give me
2: a goal score.
0: I'll
2: get mine after. With you, Jack. I think we're gonna go in there and have our way. If they score, I think it's gonna have to be from some stupid mistake. I'm gonna say two nothing. I, I want us to get the clean sheet. I wanna believe that we can get it. Um it's it's gonna take a clean game to get a clean sheet. And I think that we can ideally get out there without making those mistakes, but uh two nothing's my final prediction. Did you say goal scorers? I'm going to do one. give me
0: give me one goal scorer.
2: I I think Klaus uh kind of gets back into his form. You know, he didn't score last game, but uh he always he he always gets opportunities. Every single game he he knows the places that he needs to be in to score and I think he'll finish against this Colorado defense.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm going to kind of build off just if we get scored on it's going to be a dumb mistake. Kind of like my last thing's going into my score prediction is that Colorado's attacks, they're not built up. They're very forced. And I think we've seen just kind of random moments where Tim Parker and Kyle Hebert pairing just kind of switches off just for a second. We saw it in Cincinnati with that lob through ball. And quite frankly, Colorado is just going to be feeding through balls up the middle. So I think just if we stay alert, just stay, nothing switches off, we should have a comfortable win. I'm just going to say in the worst case, That maybe one of those does squeak through I'm gonna go with a three to one victory and I think just another thing is we need to kind of tone it down on the fouls I know last game was very emotional but we had 26 fouls committed that is a huge number I think if we tone that down there is a high chance we get a clean sheet I'm just gonna stick with three to one and I'm gonna go back to back I Went one and oh, sort of. We can put an asterisk on it. I said a Luven penalty, but I'm gonna ride with Louven to score again. And I'm gonna say a set piece. I think he really zones it in this time. And I I'm gonna say he gets a free kick goal.
0: Max, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna give my goal score or I think Class is gonna score again. Three games without a goal. He's probably gonna be fired up going into this one. And with that, that is the end of this episode of the Riverside Report. If you're still listening, thank you so much for listening and for watching if you're watching on YouTube. Um, let's hope for a great city
1: win this weekend. Tell us, any last words? Last words? Thank you all so much for the recent support. It does not go unnoticed. We have all seen the numbers. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Seriously, we love putting this out to you guys, and we love seeing that you guys like it. It's good to be back on the show after a couple
2: weeks. This is always a blast for me, too. And I can't wait for summer to come where we're done with school and we have even more time to make this show the best it can be. Go, City. Just to add on, we're just three college kids talking about our favorite soccer team.
0: So thank you if you're listening to our hot takes. And we'll see you next week on this episode, hopefully talking about a win. Thanks. See you guys.